up the Chauvinist Pigs podcast. I am your boy Logan the Machine, aka Old Man Logan. Want to thank y'all for tuning in. Today we have two lovely ladies here with us today. Designers, graphic designers, all that good stuff. I'm going to let them introduce themselves right now. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Ellen. I am a returning guest, actually. Um, I'm a head graphic designer for Lears and art director at Clear Channel. And I have my own plush brand um, called Hip Hop Happy Creatures. Okay, so I am Veronica Ariel. I am a fashion designer. Um, all custom, no wholesale. And that's it. Yeah, oh, I am socialite.com. I got a whole bunch of masks because we're going in the second wave. Mm -hmm. If you want to wear them or not, you can just support the you know the movement. I got clothes too on there. There you go. So. Alright. And of course, it is showing his pigs. Wouldn't be showing his pigs without the boy Rollo Jenkins over oink, there. Oink, 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 oink. <laughs> I just established that last week and I was gonna start bringing that. That's a new joint? That's my, my trade call. <laughs> I was gonna start barking at motherfucker like DMX used to bark. Oink, 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 in the grocery store. Like, move up, nigga, six feet. Alright, alright. And of course, you know, I've been I've been teasing them for the last couple of weeks, but you know, this uh last conversation we had, you know, I got I just gotta call them skinny shug, man. You know what I'm saying? The boy Drew Kelly in the building. What's going on, sir? How you? <laughs> I'm all right, man. Just drinking, just sipping. Sipping, you know, sipping, sipping. Skinny sure, because, you know, he getting business handled and business done. All right, y'all? So, with that being said, want to let y'all know to make sure that it's coming Skinny soon. Uh, the six-pack with mild sauce. Showing this pig podcast playlist, okay? That's brought to you by Skinny Sugar. So, that's why, you know, had to put it did out Did y'all speak about this in the group text? Yes, we did. I didn't respond. You never listened, and you never, <laughs> you never text the text, but it's cool. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna change the name. I like the name. You don't like the name? Six pack with mouse sauce. Chicago, Chicago, man. <laughs> Six piece. I don't know. No, no, Six I don't know about that one. Mm. We, 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 you know, it's a working title. It's a working title. Okay. Working title. All right, so fellas, uh, how y'all want to do this, man? I always have questions. Y'all know that, um, but like Ellen, welcome back. Thank you. Know, you. Second time on the show. Uh, <laughs> how have you been doing? You've been pretty busy. Yes, I have. Um, when was it, like, two years ago since I was back it here? It has been about yeah. that time. Yeah, a about lot, two years. Yes, yeah. a lot has changed, I will say. Um, we recently did All-Star Weekend, of course. Mm -hmm. That was, like, the biggest thing recently. We did a collab with Adidas, Bulls, um, Billionaire Boys Club. We did a whole bunch of stuff with leaders, so. Nice, nice. I can get into I was a little later. jealous. You know, I was mad. I said, man, we ain't getting no invitation in the mail, but, you know. Cool. Why you being envious, man? Cause we're looking awesome, man. <laughs> and, and then I did. I saw you were also at the Apple Store. Yes. And you did a, a event there. Exactly. And yeah. I was like, look, that was one of our guests. I'm like, she out there sharing the show. You go get me You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, like we had, we had her on the show. You know what I'm saying? So you know, thank you. I just wanted, you know, thank you for coming back. You know, of course. and you yeah. know, much Love success you to you. You know, you're doing great. You're thank doing great. you. Veronica, we're going to try to make sure yours is just as memorable as Ellen's mm -hmm. was, okay? Okay. Alrighty, so what's going on with you? Oh, you know, um, just trying to pivot through this whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. I hear you. You I know, hear you. Um, my prom girls are still going on prom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know where they're actually going, right. but as long as I don't have to give no more refunds, they can go in the kitchen and wash dishes in his dress. I don't really care. <laughs> so, I'm um, just tying up those loose ends. Obviously, you know, with the whole COVID situation going on, my mask sales have increased. 
I started, I did it uh, um, like in March. I donated 100 masks. Mm-hmm. Well, it, ended up, ended, it actually ended up being like 600. Damn, off your own pocket? <clears throat> no, no, no. I just had fabric laying around. Like, oh. I got boatloads of fabric. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, let me do a good deed because I'm sitting in the house bored. I'm stuck. So let me do something with my time and my, my talent. Right. So, oh, yeah. I put it out there. It went wild. And I, and I ended up making a whole bunch of money. Not that I was started doing that with uh, the intentions on getting any money, but right. people was just cash after me left and right. And I was like, well, might as well throw them on the website. And yeah. here I am. So still, was it like one of those things where uh, you, you tried to, not, not necessarily capitalize, but like was you like marketing and promoting your brand with it, like putting your logo on it, so to speak? Um, so like doing custom I was doing custom, obviously, because it's all fabric that I had in my house because everything was closed. Mm-hmm. So I was just calling myself, like I said, trying to do, trying to do a good deed, and it just mm-hmm. turned into a whole portion that people needed. And you know, I'm just like, let me just put them on my website so that way people can actually um, get them by themselves without having to call me or text me or DM me. Right. You know, boom. Here's my website. Log on there and get all you need. And then leave me alone. That's how you create doing corona. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, but yeah, so that's that's what I've been consumed with. I'm not complaining. It's been a, a like a crazy blessing. Like I've made more money in this pandemic than I think I've made during prom and working a full time job when I was working. Really. It's crazy. And I'm talking about no SBA loans. I didn't get that advance. <laughs> you didn't get that 10? I did not get that 10. So buy that 10? I definitely did. You didn't about your employees. <laughs> Y'all got 90 employees. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can do one. That 10 would have been a employee. nice little mean bokeh uh, fabric. <laughs> yeah, but now they're talking about bringing it back. Now I may end up having an, um, a miraculous amount of employees that, you know, right, get right. hired in the next, I don't know, two weeks. But, you know, no, I'm just kidding. But You need a part-timer. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. <laughs> um, but, no, that's what I've just been consumed with, masks. Now, I'm... I mean, like I said, it's a blessing. I'm not complaining about it, but I do miss creating clothes. So I try to like squeeze in something in between, but it's just when I t- when I'm thinking I'm about to get a break, then I just get a surge of like sales on my website, and I'm just like, Jesus, yeah. more? I ain't. I mean, I ain't even complaining, but I'm just saying like <laughs> again. Right. Let me and then you doing this all by yourself again? All by myself. Oh yeah. wow, nice. All nice. by hand. All custom, no wholesale. Mm, I mm. gotta keep saying that because you know people that's out your, here. That's your slogan right there. It ain't. It, you didn't have it, one. it just it just became my slogan today. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ellen, what y'all been doing over there at Leaders? Because it looked like you know what I'm saying that the COVID ain't really slowed y'all down at all. Like this, just been big things popping since the uh, the All Star game. Oh, for sure, it's crazy because like. I will say, like, All-Star Weekend was, like, the biggest thing. Like, thank God we had All-Star Weekend before all this crazy yeah. shit happened, you know? Um, so everyone made their money. That was back in February. So thank God that that went down. And then March happened, COVID hit, and that was just crazy for businesses everywhere. Like, every, like everyone that I'm friends with losing their jobs for a load, right? Mm-hmm. But then, and then, like, um, the Black Lives Matter stuff happened mm-hmm. and then leader i don't know it just leader sales just like went up it was fantastic it was amazing for us you know and like now we're on a roll like okay we gotta like keep pushing we gotta keep uh putting out product and so like i like i'm starting to design stuff like every single week like we gotta put something out every 
every two weeks, one week, something. Like, we recently dropped Mass, and then um, I've been working on a Summer 2 collection, mm -hmm. so hopefully that's going to drop soon. Um, and then I'm also, like, you know, trying to do collabs, so it's been really fantastic for our business and leaders, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think for, like, small businesses as a whole, this, while a lot of people have been at home, this pandemic has, in a sense, like, helped a lot of small businesses thrive. Mm -hmm. Because, like like you said, you know, you wasn't even trying to do masks, you know, Veronica. And before you know it, boom, you know, you got an influx of mask orders. You know, same with you guys. You had so much going on already with leaders. And then, you know, sales started to skyrocket because now everybody wants to support, you know, um, um, black businesses, small exactly, businesses, yes. et cetera. Mm -hmm. yeah. That too. That yeah. happened, yeah. I'm thinking about, like, how do you come up with this collaboration? Like, how did, like, I got to do... Recently, you did two. I was looking at the one with the hundreds and also the one you did with the Blackhawks. Yes. And the Blackhawks was pretty big because yeah, people just fuck with that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I will speak on the hundreds. So I feel like I sort of put that into the universe because, like, when I was growing up in high school, um, how I got into streetwear was leaders and the hundreds because of Bobby Hundreds. He hmm. was the only Asian American on the scene. Except for Nigo, but Nigo is like, you know, full on Japanese. Yeah. So I was, you know, I'm a huge fan of these two brands, right? And so like, um, like even like to Corey, I was like, hey Corey, um, I really want to talk to Bobby Hundreds. Like, can you make that happen? And he was just like, yeah, just like DM him, like whatever. Just tell him like, you're I'll my designer. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> I'm like, yo, can I get an interview, man? Just uh, DM Diego. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll talk to you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was like that. And then um, he somehow saw the hundreds team in Paris somehow. And then that's how it started where, you know, the conversation of doing collaboration where Corey was like, yo, we, you know, we worked together for like 15 years. Uh, your product was in our store. So why don't we just have a collaboration? So then we developed it was like a year making basically of like developing collaboration i hand drew oh i'm wearing the shirt one of the shirts right now i hand drew um both shirts for the collaboration and so right before complex con mm -hmm. it was crazy because i actually did the um talk at apple so i did the talk at apple basically did like a pre-release of like what we're doing and then um the hundreds party and the release was like the Thursday right before Complex Con, and that was like mind blowing for me. Like I met my heroes, <laughs> you know. Like I hand drew, oh, oh yeah, that. <laughs> but I hand drew like all the stuff, and then like oh my god, like I meet, like I'm talking to Bobby Hundreds, like I'm asking him questions about like, like uh, when he's on podcasts and he's doing interviews, like what do you meant by this? Like it was amazing, so. Yeah. And another question I got is like, mm -hmm. I know how I feel about women in music. Like, I love women in R&B music. But right. I hate women rappers. There's Why? Nothing wrong with it. It's like, I don't like Why not? women rap, but I want to know, is there a struggle for women in, in the fashion industry to get forward? Like I would say it is in the music industry, because it just doesn't catch my yeah. ear the same way. I'm exactly. like, blow that yellow. That was my shit. Let's do it every damn day. That was two years ago. <laughs> but it's just like, I just, other than like Queen Latifah, I just can't listen to like, you ain't fuck with Lauren? You ain't like Lauren? That don't count as rap. It's like R&B to me. Okay. What about Rhapsody? She uh, deep, deep hip-hop. That's a, that's a she, hold on, what? She's deep, deep hip-hop. Ah. Interesting. 
Like y'all listen to rap? I do. Exactly. She on the sofa. Some coins in the sofa. I mean, I hear she's cold. I tried to give it a listen, but exactly. Everybody says she's cold, right? But it's like, I mean, she is. She's so cold. It's just zoom. She's just too deep. Yeah. She really ain't that deep. When I'm working, I need a little bit of some turn up, some ratchet music. So she'll go to. I don't even want to embarrass myself. You don't embarrass myself. Oh Lord. Um, so, not at all. So oh, yeah, middle school. Um, so my my go tos when I'm like in when I need to zone out, I usually turn on like Project Pat at three sixty. My nigga. <laughs> oh, wow. That's my That's shit. That's what I'm saying. Like y'all probably wasn't gonna expect it. Like so, Mister No Play is one of yes. my favorite albums. Wow. No, I didn't, I didn't I'm talking about front to back, know all the words. Uh, I was a big Bone Thugs and Harmony fan in high school oh, okay. and grammar school, if that's showing my age. But I usually turn that uh, Creeping on a Come shit. Up. and I was just about to ask, Creeping on a Come Up or E-99 Eternal? Oh, Which one? Man, I don't know, but so that's what I'm competitive. saying. Creeping on a Come Up only had a few, like... Right. It was an EP. It was an EP. It was a classic. It was an EP. It was an EP, though. It was a great EP. I'm not saying it was. that it wasn't. I know that, but it's still an EP compared to a whole album. It had like to me, technically, tracks. Illmatic is an EP, but I, you know, I digress. We're not gonna go down that he rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go with the smash. You go with the smash. No, we're not gonna do that. No, we ain't gonna do that. Mm-mm. Not this episode. Not this episode. But do y'all feel like it's any challenging as women in the fashion industry? Oh yeah. Do you want to go first? Um. So I would say, kind of, sort of, but not really. Um, maybe early on in my career, like when I first started in like 2007-ish, um, around the like late 2000s, kind of sort of, no, but that would be like mid, right? Like so mid-2000s. So backstory, like what did you originally start off doing? Like what was your beginning? Mm-hmm. So my beginning, oddly enough, I wanted to study psychology. Wow. And I don't know how I ended up that's what I'm in fashion, about. like, yeah. so I, I mean, I'm really deep into like, you know, spirituality and stuff like that. So I feel like that maybe fashion design was my calling, mm-hmm. because if I had a choice, it would not be anything that I would want to do. Because I'm not like a super people person, you know. I'm really like private. I like to leave, be left alone, and mm-hmm. you know, when you work f- designing clothes, you have to talk to people all the time, and they're spending money, so you literally got to turn it on and off. So. I don't know. I, I guess like God, when this is the path that I'm supposed to do, and this is where I am. So um, when I started, I wanted to initially be like I said, a psychologist, but I ended up in fashion design, um, and I've always been custom cut and sew. Wow. So um, I would say it, it's not been a challenge for me, but I can see why it could be a challenge for women. And it's not just with fashion design, it's just women, period. Like, it's just a male-dominated world, like, mm-hmm. all the time. And it's always a double standard. So a guy can put out a T-shirt line, and it'd be, like, dope. A chick put it out, it's just like, oh, okay. So was James Brown right? Is it really a man's world? It's not, but, <laughs> you know, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole either. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, but... I mean, I it, it's a challenge, I guess, in a sense, because I feel like I maybe women aren't really like respected in a sense of, especially in Chicago at least, because Chicago is such a male-dominated like fashion industry. You got like, yeah, you know, like Corey with Leaders, you got Zoe, Dave, Jeff, and so many others. You know, I named them because like those have always been my inspirations. Right. 
you know. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough because you know they have. I don't know no chick in the city, no woman. I'm sorry, no chick, no no woman in the city of Chicago that's like really dominating the industry like they are, like with the streetwear thing. You know what I'm saying? So. I guess it's kind of a challenge, but not really. I don't know. It's it's hard. Like I, it's hard because I don't. I haven't been challenged with that, but because I've worked with all of them, and they've always respected my craft and everything. So and it's it's been easy. And they they give me gems. They do this. They do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's been easy for me, but I can't really say the same for maybe some some women in the industry. I'm just you know sharing stories and whatnot. I don't know if that answers your question. Okay. I would say like like also give them your back. We know your background. We interviewed you before. But exactly. You got new what's the word? New what? Listeners? New viewers. New audience. Yeah, I got new viewers now because now you like to view this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Once he gets done. <laughs> new viewership. So I remember you telling us a story about the uh, the chance coloring book. Yes. And that's how you really got your start. Mm-hmm. Going forward. I have another story, actually. Oh, shit. But, shit. First, <laughs> <laughs> but first, I want to say shout, shout out to Sweats by Sue and Autumn. That's holding Autumn from Sir and Madam. Uh, holding oh, yeah. it down. Oh, that's she's yes, a good one. Okay. Exactly. Holding Sorry. it down for Sorry. female in streetwear. Um, but yeah, I agree. So um, the reason why, I feel like a big chunk of the reason why I'm able to grow so fast and be so successful is because I have these pow powerful men behind me. So I got Corey and Diego of Leaders behind me, mm -hmm. and they they act as kind of like my father figures, my mentors, and protection. And that's been really, really important to me. You know, I always feel like I need to be protected in a way, being a female in a male streetwear industry. Um, I design clothes for men, basically, you know? Um, so for like the longest time, I feel very respected in this field, you know, like uh, people know me as the head graphic designer of leaders. So automatically I gain respect from that. Mm -hmm. But okay, so here's the story. So <laughs> when we had that Adidas party um, at the promontory, first of all, that was like the greatest moment of my life. Well, I was... accidentally got super, super slapped at that party. Oh, my God, you were there? <laughs> there. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't realize that Maker's Mark could do that. I, I got home, I'm like, oh, yes. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, does, it gets the job done. I was like, who, let me check my phone and make sure I ain't text nobody. Like, oh, my accident. God, you were there. So I happy. definitely was. I was... Yes. Yep, okay. So me and the team, we worked so hard to get that done, right? I designed like all their shirts for it. You know, Diego and Adidas were going back and forth on their shoes, um, and also um, putting together the the actual party at the promontory. So there was so many moving parts going on, right? We're trying to make this as like streamlined and perfect as possible, um, and it turned out fantastic. Like mm -hmm. from what everyone's saying, you know. Um, and but the thing was so I was in charge of the guest list so people were sending me emails text messages of people who to put on and I had to write all all out on an Excel sheet and submit it literally the second before I entered the party I was still writing in names wow yeah it was crazy is that why we didn't make it 
You didn't submit it. Did you submit it? <laughs> Tim, <laughs> did you submit it? Did you sorry. Uh, we we slept. Chauvinistpigs at gmail.com. Just next time. <laughs> got you. I <laughs> got you. We're going to be at the mix. You guys are mix. invited all the other parties. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But the, okay. So the thing was, right? So, like, I, I'm leaders, right? Basically. And so, um, and I wrote the list. And um, so Dale was calling me at the same time. So he's the creative director of leaders. So he's also the general manager. So he's calling me on the phone, like, hey, Ellen, something's going on. People aren't being let in at the at the door. Like, you need to check what's going on. I'm like, okay, got you. So I ran down, and I started talking to the door guy. And I was like, hey, um, I'm Ellen. I'm, you know, designer leaders, blah, blah, um, I wrote the list, and um, and I, I could already see in the crowd, like, okay, I need, like, that person in, that person. And I'm just telling him, like, hey, um, I need to get that guy in. Um, right now, basically. And he was like, I don't know who you are. Uh, like, they never told me who you are. Who are you? I'm like, uh, I just told you who I am. And he's like, sorry, but they told me I can't let anyone in. And I'm like, I wrote the list. And he just was, like, starting to be very disrespectful. Like, uh, well, I don't care. Like, I don't know who you are, so this I'm not basic gonna... ass security guard. Yes. That's how they, that's how they, <laughs> yes. they really do act Exactly. I was getting so mad and I like I almost started to like <laughs> throw hands almost where I'm just like, I'm leaders, like I'm trying to tell you. I wrote the list. I'm pulling up on my phone and I I'm telling you, this guy over there is on the list. I need him in right now. And he was like, I don't care, I don't know who you are. And oh um, I was like fuming. I was so so mad right and so i'm like okay i don't have time for this shit like i called the guy to sign like hey man like i don't know what's going on with this dude but like you gotta wait for one second so i went back upstairs i try to find the guy um the adidas guy who's like running everything mm -hmm. and like the the event coordinator basically and so i was trying to find those guys and but then um after like a few minutes like i see like this rush of people coming in right what is happening? What's going on? Like, people are just, like, coming in right now. And so someone told me, like, hey, uh, Corey just cussed out all the security. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. He went Russell Simmons. Yeah. He a, he a real one. He a real one. He a fucking Russell Simmons. Right? Without the rape shit. I was gonna say, minus the me too. Oh, God. Yeah, totally. So then I finally found the event coordinator, and I was telling him, like, oh, my God, like, the door guy is, like, not believing who, me, like, who I am. Uh, I told him who I am, and, like, he's not letting people in. He's like, all right, it's fine. I got you. And so we both went down back to the, back to the door guy, and, and uh, I needed to bring in even more people into the party. And so uh, he talked to him and was like, all right, this is Ellen. She's allowed to bring in whoever she wants. And I'm like, tight! And I'm like, alright, and I just point to the crowd, like, I need that person, that person, that person, right now. And then I was like, oh, also, I need more wristbands to give them out. And so, I was able, because I had, like, this guy by my side, I, I was able to, like, have that power of, finally, of, like, respect of getting these people in. Yeah, we were talking about that shit earlier in the car. We were talking about how you gotta get a... Sometimes you gotta have somebody give you your OG calls so you can get through some shit or some VIP shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Yo, you think you gotta be in that line for some yeah. shit? You, know? and you gotta be like, yo, 
You know me, right? Like back in the day. Right. <laughs> so I go to like uh, Red No Five on a Thursday when Tempo Damn. Two was a DJ. Me and Tempo cool, bro. Remember <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, like yo, Deron. We just had the party here, wet, nigga. That was our shit. We go way back. We got money on mine. Who's in the VIP? Who showed up? Not wet though. Yeah. Oh, She was drinking that whiskey. Man, keep it warm. Oh, I was, okay, so I was gone the next day. Like, when I got there, I was freezing, and I yes. had just made this bomber jacket, and I was determined to show it off. And it was, it was so cold. If I do say something myself, but um, it was so, so dope. So I was like, okay, I'm wearing this. I'm freezing. It's colder than that thing, and I'm like, forget it. I'm cute. I'm wearing it. But when I got out, I was hot, and I was like, I'm sweating. I don't need this jacket. It's summertime that was the right whiskey. now. It whiskey definitely was the whiskey. How I got with the viewers too, like he did a picture or something. Maybe Chris took a picture. Chris uh, Morris, but he used to work at Night Time with us. He was like deep hip hop. Yes, that's my homie. So he was like, a, he was like the young Vax. Okay. Vax. <laughs> he can spit though. Yeah, yeah, he can rap. He can rap. That's how I found you through Chris. Okay. And I was like, oh, maybe he worked at Night Time with us because you hit your name. It's like a bunch of Night Town motherfuckers yeah. pop up. Romisa. But I also went to school with Romisa. Too. Okay, yeah. North side. North so, and south, kind of both. That's why that makes sense then, because he went. To, did you go to Lincoln Park? I, I did go to Lincoln Park. He went to oh, Lincoln Park okay. as well. So that's oh, okay. That's how oh, I did just recently um, accepted him because I'm like, oh, he must went to Lincoln Park. Yeah, because he knows Ramisa as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if when I see, okay, so I don't accept a lot of people on Facebook. I just as of the last two years, I have been because mm-hmm. I'm like business is picking up on Facebook, but. My money really comes on my IG from my IG, mm-hmm. okay. so that's that where I make I put all my cute little posts up there. Most of my stories go up there. So Facebook at one point was more personal, so I stopped. I was like really screening people, and I had like a whole bunch of weirdos that even though we had people in common, they would just send me weird stuff in my in my inbox, and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool, I'm I'm done. Like that's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now I'm like, okay, I can't really. I don't. I don't like to leave money on the table, so I'm like, let me just accept people. If they act crazy, then they get deleted, point blank. So right, right. it's not no big thing. But that's why my Facebook is not as strong as my IG, because I was like a lot for years. I was screening the hell out of my Facebook, and I'm just like, oh, we got 50 friends in common. I still don't know you. <laughs> Smart. Exactly. Put you on ice. I mean, I would Smart. decline it, but you know. What about you, Ellen? Do you do any screening? <laughs> I can imagine that inbox. <laughs> oh, uh, Facebook, I feel like 
I have to know you in order to accept you, but like in Instagram, it's all good. <laughs> Damn, that's why I ain't yeah, you can't control who, you, who follows your IG. Exactly. My, yeah. I, I like really despise businesses that are private. Like, mm-hmm. why are you private? Yeah. You just lost my money. Because mm-hmm. I'm not about to accept. I'm not about to send you no friend requests on IG if I want to give you my money. Right. Then I gotta wait. Mm-mm. Exactly. Bye. Too bad. Yeah, I know both of y'all are definitely having the. Uh, what is that? The uh, the cartoon DMs. You want to have a free cartoon made? Inbox <laughs> me. What are they trying to get you to uh, flip the money? What folks oh. offer us some sunglasses? Like, take your pictures of your sunglasses. Like, you see these ass glasses? Like, I don't care about no fucking sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me picture you see the motherfuckers magnify. You can start a fire with these motherfuckers on a hot sunny day. <laughs> but I thought you came from my um my best friend's brother. I called him my family, but his name is Aaron. Aaron Patterson. Oh, eight. Uh, hey. Yeah. Aaron, we are friends. We went to Denver all together a couple of months. Was that last year? Probably. I think it was last year. Mm. It was last year. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. I saw your name on my page for a minute. Not like years and years, but within like the last year or two, I would say, I don't know, recently enough. Who knows? But I think, um, so I didn't really make Chris his jacket until recently. Like, November, October. But you've been using him though, like I can see his face. I knew Crystal that way, like yeah. Well, yeah, we used to work together at the Gap back in O two. And y'all out there folding them shirts. No, I like the gap. The gap was alright with me. Um, I couldn't do it. That motherfucker was A. <laughs> But see, it, it wasn't that green. Bro, back the fuck up. You know why I like the Gap? Because I used to open up hella Gap cards. So they kept me on the register. So I never really had to bother with the, the people, for real. Which one you was at? Oh. The flagship store. Oh, Michigan? Uh-huh. I worked at all four of them stores. I worked at Michigan, I worked at the Gap, Gas, and Levi's all at the same time. See, too much. Wow. Oh, he was making moves on them. Every right. time they yeah. was going break, I got to stand in the corner, make sure motherfucker don't walk past me going to 7-Eleven. Like, yo, I saw that nigga over there. That's a conflict of interest. I got caught up like that. I used to work at Nordstrom. So I basically worked all up and down Michigan Avenue. Wow. Yes, my friends, they 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 joke about I can't go back and work anywhere because I quit out of my jobs. Like, I just clock out on my lunch break and go home. That's how I did leave house. <laughs> I went to my hot dog from 7-Eleven just never came back. <laughs> That's how I did the gap. I can't do this shit no more. Employee number probably wow. still. Yeah. But I was working at Nordstrom, and I guess my manager saw me at Coach. And she was like, oh, I said, do you work at Coach? Because I thought we had a conversation that, you know, that would be a conflict of interest and you couldn't work there. And I was like, you ain't see me at Coach? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> that, that never happened. That never happened. That was not me. I'm like, oh, black folks don't look the same. Girl, what are you talking about? the hand and shit. So, it was actually Friday. Right. I had to quit Coach, and it, it was a seasonal job anyway. And I'm just like, it was a seasonal job. Like, let me stay here. Get this discount. Let me eat. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to get in the day, Chappelle. Bitch, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me, let, me, let me ask y'all about y'all creative process. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what when you sit down, like, where does the inspiration come from? Like, you know, when you, you, obviously you guys, you know, you have businesses, so you have that aspect of it, but, you know, what's, like, the process? Just, like, walk us through you guys' uh, process when you, when you have an idea and just trying to flesh it out. So, my... Burn a little sage. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't burn no sage. Sage, yeah. <laughs> Couple incense. 
I don't burn no sage. Incense though. I don't burn incense. Uh, I do have I do have candles. I don't like yes. how incense smells. So yeah, I definitely lucky day. Just some blue sage. So I um usually um I try to just like I got blogs that I follow and you know some people that I look up to as far as like inspiration. So I'll go on their IG page and see what they post and I'll save a picture or I'll go back into like my archives of pictures that I've saved from like years ago just to kind of see because we know fashion is all recycled anyway so um but if I have an idea I try to keep my sketchbook or some kind of book of some sort with me like I'm old-fashioned I don't like to put stuff in my phone so I like to write stuff down because I believe it's more powerful in in terms of manifesting but that's another story so that's true though I agree um (laughs) (laughs) so I usually, like, if I have an idea, I'll write it down, and then I'll circle back and start sketching. Or if I see fabric, I'll get swatches and kind of base off whatever I collected, I'll sketch off of that and just kind of, like, let it happen organically. Um, but I, I don't really have, like, a uh, like a routine, I guess. It just, however, whatever the spirit moves me to do, that's just what I do. So if I'm sketching... I sketch first, but sometimes I just gotta create right away instead of sketching. And then after I create it, then I sketch it out. I may not even get no sketches done. You know what I'm saying? So it just kind of depends. Um, and I'm really big on music, so I let a lot of the music that I listen to kind of inspire me and like move me. And unfortunately, I love I like Nicki Minaj a lot, so I have to say that kind of shamefully. Nicki, the creative juice is going. Yeah, she does, okay. but I think it's her confidence that like boost me a little bit you know what I mean so hearing her rap and spit like non-gimmick Nikki because I, I felt them the side out here <laughs> <laughs> when you first had like when you first went to the whole like the inspiration you like classic pet is inspired in this shit yes <laughs> no get it green, where nigga. the asshole come from get it green, nigga. no so I I listen to trap music when I'm getting tired or if I just need to like Get zoned out. Okay. You know, it's either trap music or Beyonce. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely gotta <laughs> put that. Beyonce. So um, I, I really don't have a routine. Um, I haven't been sketching a lot like I usually do, which is pretty pathetic. That's my phone, ain't it? Oh, that's yours. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but usually, I'm so. To circle back on what I was talking about manifesting, I usually write down, as of recently, um, I used to write down, like, my quarter goals and things that I wanted to manifest. But now I do it daily. So if I have an idea or if I feel like I'm having, like, designer's block is what I call it, I'll just, like, write down. I'll wait to... This happens on this podcast. is always, like, pass out time. It's yeah, how we do our, our creative juices. You know? Okay. Everything gets passed around. Um, yeah. I'm good. So I'll just manifest. Yeah. You good? You good? You good? And, and do it that okay. way. Okay. What about you? Okay. All right. What about you, Ellen? Is your process similar? Or, I mean, you know, I know you got deadlines and stuff going on, too. Mm-hmm. So how does that affect your creative process? Or is it just, you know, you, you know you're able to just go ahead and... With trap music you listen to. <laughs> okay. So um, I feel like there's a lot of... 
like what Veronica was saying, there's a lot of like research, you know, going on behind a project. Like I would need to know like a theme or like if it's more corporate, I would need to know like, oh, what's your audience? What's like your demographic? You know, stuff like that. Um, but I like to go basically freestyle, <laughs> but with design, you know? Um, yeah, like there is an element of research in terms of like, you know, what I said before, like theme, um, like, okay, so we're gonna do like an old time ca cartoon type of theme. Okay, what does that look like? You know, I pull up like pictures, um, understand like different genres. Um, but then after that, I like to go based off of, um, freestyle like I, I like to like sketch something up um also um if i'm working with leaders of course like diego is like wait we understand each other so well where like he can just like say anything he wants like what he's thinking and i'm like all right i i can like draw that up and like i i literally can like pull up something or like um manifest his ideas uh, within like the next day and so we have that like working relationship and so it's all about like the people surrounding you like understanding like how I work and how they work so there's a lot of like coordination with that mm -hmm. um, but then what I love to do is more based off of colors you know I love color theory I love like uh, like the relationships behind colors it's very like I guess strategic in term of like art you know mm -hmm. Hey! <laughs> yup. Bonus <laughs> But you know, like, I went to art school, you know, and so, like, they did teach us to, like, break down, like, the process of, like, okay, well, if, you know, like, understanding color, like, the color theory of, like, uh, understanding, like, pastel colors, what does that look like? How does, like, uh, for streetwear, like, what's, what are fall colors like? You know, like, there are different rules to what we're creating but I love to break them as well nice, mm -hmm. so I got a question because I've always had this thought in my head when yes. it comes to like streetwear and you know how you can always know that what shoes come out in advance so are you themed are, are, are the color schemes of t-shirts or anything <laughs> themed off the shirt off the shoe that you know comes out in advance you know I was a uh, ghost designer for a brand and everything was based off of shoes so okay, i had off. yes i had to research like every single jordan that was coming out i had you to research 23 is back and we're gotta roll this <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. so they we, give you everything that comes out that year yeah right. so i so had to you know up to that thing because i was always thinking about that shit because when we were working at nike town exactly you already had the hot cheek you already knew all these color codes you knew everything that came out in advance yeah so you already before the 23 is back you knew what came out they yeah. had that, that hot cheek shit that we had so we always knew like we were saying we know zero zero one man like they didn't take the color, <laughs> mm -hmm. but the color code was always on a shoe, right. on a paper. Right. Like a, uh, what yeah. Call it? What's called that shit where you hot sheet, hot sheet, or the, what we call it professionally? With the little blocks and shit. Yeah, that was the hot sheet. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I do this for a living. But <laughs> 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 so yeah, we we have that sheet that comes out, and it would be like damn the two months in advance sometimes. The the original the. Not the hot sheet, but the other one that came out. The, the, the release sheet? The release market sheet. Re release schedule? But it only has color codes on it. Yeah. yeah. So you need to know the color code to know exactly. what the fuck the colors were going to be to begin with. So that's what we would use to know what shoe was coming out. Yeah, so when I was... Without a, pictures. Exactly. So when I was a ghost designer for another brand that I will mention, um, I literally had oh, so to... Can't get the initials? No. 
<laughs> I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after. But like, I literally had to match every single shoe that was coming out that was going to be hot, like the next uh, Jordans or whatever. And I had to match the 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 set of clothes that I was designing to that shoe, so like people could match it. But like, we don't do that, at leaders. We match. We preferably match the apparel to the hats. That's different. So you can get your fit on. That's it. <laughs> get it off. But sometimes yep. it works. Like, sometimes you can see, like, yeah, get it off. Uh, like the, the elephant print hat and shit like that. You know that shoe had to be coming out. You just make Exactly. Yes. Yes. So I did, when I was working for the other brand, I did do patterns like that, like elephant print, where, like, the whole shirt was the print or something, or, like, a part of the design. Okay. So it matches up with the shoe. Alright, so I gotta I switch it up a little bit. I wanna talk about the oversaturation of streetwear to a degree. Oh, yes. Because, you know, with with uh, the equipment being so easily accessible now, like, you know, everybody tries their hand at, you know, trying to create or make their own brand. Everybody loves to say, oh, I got my own brand. And, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's really just like that. Like, I know the next couple of Jordans coming out, so everything is that particular color. Yes. So, you know, with Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. So, what are you guys? What are y'all feelings when it comes to this market? Because it's not only the brands that you represent, but you have so much competition. So, what do you feel makes you stand out, and just what's your overall feelings about, you know, the oversaturation? Is it looked at negatively, or is it something that you kind of welcome as a healthy competition? Um, a little bit of both. So. Uh, and not to say this in no kind of like she ain't way. Shame y'all niggas. That's what she about to say. <laughs> I mean. Yep. But no, seriously. But like like I said, I do custom from like cut and sew start to finish. Like literally mm-hmm. from concept to final execution is all me. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people do that, by the way. So that's what separates me. And I don't have nobody else helping me sew. So it's quality control. So I know for a fact that everything is intact. Like, you're not getting something that's just thrown together. Like, I'm definitely, you know, worked too hard over the last 12 years, so I'm not about to just give you anything. And with the fact that it's so many brands out here, you know, doing wholesale, buying boutique clothes, selling, like, the Fashion Nova-ish kind of stuff, (laughs) it's just like, there's really, I don't even look at it as competition because at the end of the day, like, fast fashion is definitely kind of like leading away right now but there's still a small group of people that appreciate looking different and appreciate custom and appreciate that luxury so that clientele is what I want I don't want the client that's wearing a $10 dress with $700 Louboutins like I, y'all can stay over there you know what I mean so I don't really look at it like competition um, I also don't kind of I, I pay attention now as recently because I kind of got to know what's going on in the fashion world, but I used to not even kind of like look at what would be considered competition because it's just like y'all ain't really, we ain't even on the same level to be looked at. You know what I'm saying? So um, in, in terms of the streetwear, like it's, it just it is what it is. Like everybody going to have a t-shirt brand and match it up with Jordans, take a picture with the t-shirt on the floor with the Jordans right next to it, like, you need this shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> you know, yes. Yes. Now, I'm not, now I'm not, that's not no sneak diss to anybody at all. But 
No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's free promo, brother. You can't do that. <laughs> you know. It is. It still is. But no, I, and I don't, I don't, I don't really like diss nobody anyway because I don't want the energy mm-hmm. to kind of like um, come back to me. I don't, I don't, I don't want to recycle that energy. So. You know, I definitely feel that feel it that is. <laughs> Repel it. it. It is oversaturated. The boutiques, everybody got an Instagram boutique. Mm-hmm. Everybody selling something. Man, gorilla pimp them hoes like Pat. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, gorilla pimp them. Hoes. I'm not about to be. Listen, you know, I almost <laughs> spit a line real quick in his voice and everything. I'm not gonna do that though. Um, but yeah, like I mean, it's money out here for everybody to get. Obviously, you know. So I just feel like focus on what your talent is and for me my talent is custom made from head to toe sketching and and just interacting with my client like I've always been in retail as well on top of having a brand so like me giving customer service it's just like second nature so I think that's what separates me again is the customer service the knowledge like I didn't wake up one day and say hey I'm about to make some clothes and I want a fashion designer I mean I want a clothing line like this is like literally a job for me so I take it a lot more seriously than most people that just wake up and be like, mm, I'm gonna take this master class and buy this Boss Palace package and get me some vendors and sell some clothes. Like it's, it's bigger than that for me. So, what's, well, yeah, and then also too, like, what's for me is for me. So I don't really like even be looking at nobody else and what they're getting. Cause they ain't touching me, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm so humble. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> finish it. You gotta finish. Record. Cool. Finish her. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. What about you, Ellen? All right. I actually talk about this a lot. So the oversaturation of streetwear—it's a huge thing right now. You know, like every every kid, uh, they have their own brand now. And like, if this was like a few years ago, like everyone, everyone, every kid will want their own music label. Or like every kid will want their own um, like app, you know. So yeah. like it's like the it's like the trend now, right? To have your own brand. So um, it's funny because like kids actually do hit me up on Instagram and on Twitter, like, "Hey, Ellen, I'm trying to start my own brand. Can you help me out? Like, what I gotta do?" So I have these like. <laughs> that was a whole blueprint. <laughs> so, do yeah. some research and read a fucking book. <laughs> you can send the niggas off on your phone. You can tell the kids. Read a fucking book. From that bogus ass t shirt shop over there. Nigga, learn. Like, what the fuck? So, like, I do have, like, a set list of questions to ask them. Like, the most important is, like, what um, makes you unique? What, what, um, <laughs> what is about your brand that you want to stand out from everyone else you know like um and then like what do you want to do with it and so like of course a lot of them are be will say like oh well i'll just have like famous people wear my brand i know i i know like people you know it's like no, no, no that's not it um so like with that <laughs> i feel like the most important thing for like the young kids that I tell is like you need your own story you you need something that separates yourself from everyone else because you are starting competition with so many people and you don't even know that right. like it's like fun and games to see like the success of Joe Fresh Goods you know the success of leaders and uh, Juggernaut and everyone right but it's so hard 
they it, like it took 10 years <laughs> it took 20 years to like get to that point like i don't know if they realize that they don't realize like the back end of like understanding the business behind it um so that's what i really try to incorporate and also i'll also ask like um oh who are your inspirations who do you want to be like supreme babe uh <laughs> well that's, that's why you need to tell them to read. <laughs> exactly. Or they say how to make it in America. Everybody makes jeans. Just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard I heard a story that Nigo's dad was like um like part of the Japanese mafia and that's how he got like oh, a million. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, see if they know where the money come from. Okay, but like I don't want to spread that rumor out. So like that's just racist. what I heard. <laughs> real quick. So you don't know where like these companies are coming from, you know? Right, right. So see, I don't know. They did really pop up out of the, out of nowhere. I remember when Bape when like Bape was really, really hot. I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how to order this shit because you go on the website and it was oh, yeah, like exactly. Japanese. Yeah. And they really and they had like our, our currency is different. Exactly. Exactly. Get a converter, nigga. Oh my god, I went to you the store. You converter in 2003. Yeah. You could have you could have converted it on, on okay. Google. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> on Google, y'all say I'm real today. Think about smartphones in 2003. What oh, the iPhone I had now? I had a fucking what are them motherfuckers? Next day, it had the internet. It just told you where the other nigga was at. That's why I go to currency exchange, man. Okay, I'm going to the currency exchange, yo. I'm trying to buy a t-shirt online. <laughs> I need to know what $63,000 means and from a black girl who's a teller. This motherfucker don't know the currency. Okay. I ain't say go to that currency exchange. Oh, she give out the quarters, <laughs> niggas, go watch them. Oh, my God. <laughs> and cash payroll checks. I'm not about I'm to I'm done with this nigga. I'm done with him today. Right. We've had enough conversation. Now we're trying to get to show this picks. <laughs> so we want we want showing? <laughs> you know, you know how we have... You, you, and always have to show the true colors, but that's the truth though. Like, like I'm trying to order a bib shirt. I mean, when I got my first leader shirt, it was on a oh, like forty something in Cottage Grove. Yeah, I walked in, and it was a fashion geek shirt that I bought. This was 2006. Oh my god, yeah. And you know what? That fucking shirt was fifty dollars. That's what spot we went to. Really, but yeah, yeah. he was working at Nike Town, and some motherfucking yeah. women's ones that just came out matched the bitch perfectly. Yeah. I got to have this motherfucker. I had never paid fifty dollars for a t-shirt in my life. And probably never will again. That's so funny because women's ones just came out <laughs> recently. I'm like, bro, full circle. Fifty bucks. Look at that. And this was a, they ain't had no employees there. This might have been the this might have been Corey and Diego in that motherfucker because it was just me in that bitch and it was just a bunch of shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, fifty bucks for a t-shirt? Yeah, they knew yeah, what okay, they were doing. Nike Town in 2006. You might have made about. I think I was making nine in oh one plus we had I don't know what the structure was when y'all was working there, but it was uh, hourly plus three percent commission. We didn't have. Well, see, we was on. We was we in uh, SNL, so we didn't have no commission. We was on that Nike check because of the, the blood, sweat of you. Your three months. <laughs> Listen. Thank you for your tears. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for your. Uh, so I guess. <laughs> you so I guess I got my SBA advance right. back yeah. then. Back then, yeah. Yeah, but um, we definitely. I was making a lot of money in Nike Town. I was like 18, 19, making. Nine dollars an hour, almost. I was like, I think I was like eight seventy five actually, plus three three percent commission. Uh, we had no commission. Man, we just put stickers on everything. Like, no one helps you. Boom, boom. 
Man, all the add up. All that added up. So, yeah, and I was in. I think I was in golf and kids. I want to say that that was on the third floor. I know it was kids for sure. And I think golf might have been up there too. So yeah, no, we. I was in a good spot, for sure. Yeah, that was around the same time. That Tiger Woods was winning too. Motherfuckers want to get him and get that same shirt he had on. Fuck that red polo. I never understood that. Me neither. Cause those polos was whack. Bro. I, I draft it polo. I never. My father. The collar don't pop. Me, I can't wear no polo. The I never understood. That's, that's I, I would never understand. Like <laughs> Why? Want to be like Tiger? Tiger was, and plus at that time nobody else was wearing like a red polo out there, like black snakes. Who wants to be Tiger? Apparently, a lot of people. That Tiger Woods shoe didn't stay in there long at all. That was a golf shoe. That shit's crazy. I actually wanted a pair of them bitches. Just two. Just cause, right? I'll go ahead and casually. You should just take the thing on the bottom, unscrew them shits. We're going to get some cold. Oh, all right, God. so I'm going to move to the next question <laughs> on that one. Thank you. I used to work there, too. Um, what would you say is your would best you? collaboration or your best uh, design? Oh, well, you got all the collabs <laughs> on the gift belt, so you go ahead and answer that. Um, okay. Collab and best design. Okay, well, best design, I feel like the hundreds, because that was a very personal project for me. You know, like, of course, I said, like, I was fans of Core Diego of Leaders, and then Bobby Hundreds, and Ben Hundreds of the Hundreds. So I gave that collab my all. I hand drew everything. Um, they got, you know, course the hundreds team had to like tweak or whatever um to match their brand up but that i gave like my whole heart out because like you know i've been following these two brands since i was in high school mm. so like that was so personal to me and i want to make sure that that collab hit you know both in chicago and la right um so that was i guess my best design <laughs> but um the coolest collab was of course adidas for sure, and Billionaires Boys Club, Boy, Billionaires Boys yeah, Club. Yeah, I hand drew um, that also. Like the Chicago, the um, especially the um, All Star Weekend collab we did with like the Chicago skyline and like all the different aspects of that's Chicago. Awesome. That's yes. what collab you and you worked with Hebrew Brendan. Yeah, I did. I've been thinking that the whole time, like, damn. That's what you want to do? For real. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I've been thinking that the entire time, like. Yeah. I worked with Hebrew Brantley. (laughs) I I know that, but I was like, huh. That was, like, for a really short time, but, like, it was really cool, like, seeing how he moved and how, like, he was able to um, set up, like, gallery spaces and everything, and, like, he had his own team, Mm -hmm. which was crazy. Um, I feel like nowadays... Fine artists are their own brands. You see Hebrew Brantley, Mary Carmi, you know, uh, Jeff Koons. Like, these are big names, but also they have, like, people working for them, right. and their name is the brand. Right. So that is very interesting to me. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have any kind of, like, Big, big, you know, BBC and Adidas under my belt. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But that's, that's amazing, though. Um, but my, my, I think my best collaboration was with my homegirl, Brandy Penelope. She's a stylist. Um, she styles, um, I'm not really big into sports, but what's that guy's name that played for the Bulls? Levine? No. Um, Wendell Carter. So she styles Wendell Carter. Mm-hmm. She styles Polo G. I think she did some work for Herbo. Um 
she has a lot of celebrity clientele on her belt. So mm-hmm. her and I went to high school together, and we're both Virgos. We're both, like, insanely obsessed with Nas, and we both always just had, like, an organic, really good friendship. So mm-hmm. I liked her style. She has, like, a more of a um, kind of like a – like that not really – I wouldn't say, um, I want to say like Japanese, kind of like, like how the, the Harajuku, that's Japanese, right? The Harajuku barbie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, sh- I'm trying not to curse. Shit. Yes, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be poised. Show me me. Get all that out the window. Somebody said it, yeah. Trying to be poised here. Okay, so she's like that, like a Harajuku meets urban streetwear meets high end like her style is so unique and I always just like admired how she dresses it's like some effortless it's just she puts some shit on and she just a little cold mm. so and she's always admired my work and I'm like well let's just work together so I made her this dress for sneaker ball which is one of my favorite pieces as well so it just makes sense to talk about this one and it was like this neon green like um, chartreuse is like the technical color but it was like this neon like lemonade color um, and she was really big on 3M, the reflective. Yeah. Yep. So we made this sneaker ball dress in 2017, right? And it was like this big-ass tool skirt with like a sheer uh, neon bodysuit. And I trimmed it with the reflective. So, um, and it just like took off. So we were like, well, let's make a collaboration and let's do a capsule mm-hmm. surrounding this dress. So that's what we did. And the capsule was dope. Um, like I said, we're, we're both Virgos. So we overthought every single thing. So it took us 500 years to finally get this capsule out. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. I called her one day like, Brandy, I'm tired. I, we buy, I'm about to just put this shit out here. Black Friday cool. coming up. I'm about to just throw it up so we can make some money at this point. Right. And she like, well, if we gonna do that, at least let's try to go out with some dignity and let's just take some cute photos. <laughs> so we literally, in the middle of November, cold as hell outside. I parked my car legally. She changed clothes in the car. Each like we shot like four different things. She changed in the car. We shot the MCA real quick. We shot by the Bean, and we shot in front of um, Rothschild's liquor store on 39th in um, Indiana. Indiana. I know liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> So, and we shot on 40, 40th and 40th and what is that street? The the Green Line. Mm-hmm. We, okay. sh- we we took some dope-ass pictures on, like, on the fly. Like, okay, let's just get it cracking real quick. And our pictures came out so cold. And that, that collab did so well. And that's, like, one of my favorite, pe- some of my favorite pieces from that. Nice. That I actually still have on my website. So, um... And now everybody's rocking 3M. I got to give her some, some credit because nobody was really doing the neon green and wasn't nobody really doing the reflective and doing all the weird color hair. And, and that you're a trendsetter. I, she, she kicked that trend off. I got to get her that credit. Okay. So she kicked that off. That was 2017. And then John Bautista Valley did a dress that was very similar to our dress. Very similar. And I'm like, I bet you they got all these big designers got a team of people that be trolling these indie designers' pages, grabbing their ideas and taking it back to them. Absolutely, yeah. Because I'm just like, that is just like an uncanny, like, 
it was just it was i was like it's wild like they definitely were hitting our page and then forever 21 accidentally liked the picture on my instagram and then in two weeks they had some similar things we did not we did not and i said on facebook when it happened i'm like i took a screenshot i said if y'all see this shit in forever 21 just know where they got it from you might have a case though still on some real shit. I'm gonna look into that. No, for real, you still might have a case. I'm gonna look into that. You might be like the Matrix lady. But yeah, no, that was one of my favorite, my favorite things, um, my favorite collabs, and working with another Virgo was definitely a challenge because we're both very <laughs> strong and very opinionated. And, and that's where the Nas uh, obsessions come from too. He's a Virgo. He's a definitely a Virgo. Oh, yeah. had no Here idea. I'm a big Nas fan. Favorite Nas album, just random. Favorite Nas yeah. album. I mean, I'm not gonna go back to a, cl- a classic. What people might say, but I'm gonna um, do something more current. I I love, 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 love. Life is good. It's one of my favorite albums. Favorite track over there. Uh, that one was hot. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Mature Nas. <laughs> Cherry wine. I got three. Chill. I got three. Okay. So stay. Yes. Cherry wine. Oh, I actually got five. I'm lying. <laughs> Cherry wine, roses, stay, um, the black bond, and then um, the world. That, that's that's yeah. a, they up that one. World's in addiction. Yes. Woo! He listen. That song gets me going all the time, <laughs> especially toward the end. It was like building up, and he just started. Anthony just started adding some more to it for some reason. Yeah, no, Anthony definitely put the little cherry on the top, yeah. but Nas was the entire cake. Yeah. Anthony was that little small cherry. Is that but a classic album? <laughs> it's, I wouldn't say classic, but it was a very enjoyable album from start to finish, and I, I thoroughly enjoy Streets Disciple. Both. Oh. Both. <coughs> wait, 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 wait. Is that good or bad? That's bad. Okay, then you can get up and leave. <laughs> I will. Gladly. I did. I liked it. What do you mean? Really? Why? I don't know. I, I just like the album. It was some quality music from that start. That was one of the worst double discs ever from Come a on. rapper. Streets Disciple. Don't talk off camera, brother. Come on. Off camera, nigga. Okay, well, you and Nas... This is a podcast. I'm dancing right now. You and Nas fan, did you appreciate the, the double album or no? He damn sure No, did. Streets Disciple was not not a favorite of mine. Uh, I, I I love the song with Quan, though. That's what I'm about to say. I listened to that shit last week. And Suicide Bounce. And that's was it. And I, I like got War. That, he got that Kobe disc I love that. War. Kobe War was hot. I love War. The track with his daughter. I love that. I liked it. Getting married. Y'all need to go back and listen no, to the I first have. one. I have several <laughs> times. That shit is too long. That's what y'all. That's what, what y'all talking about. I just asked her. It's just a random question, you know, because she's like she said she was telling us about her uh, collaboration with a friend. They both work. She, no, she said like Nas though. Yeah, they, they like him aesthetically though. Like he a cute nigga. No, <laughs> no, 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 she, no, she didn't. She didn't even mention it. She didn't mention it. good piece. You want to take back? They be appreciating his non-dental shit. Man, that that chip in his tooth was fucking hot. Listen, I like Nas. You got chip too fixed, Yes. You like Belly Day because I watched Belly recently and that shit was terrible. That it definitely was terrible. <laughs> All my favorite artists cannot act. Alright. So we're gonna bring it back to fashion. We're gonna bring it back to fashion. Y'all gonna ask this after, <laughs> after the episode. So I wanna do some goat talk in fashion. Who's the goat if you had to 
Oh. Give it to just God. one person. Who would be your goat in fashion? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's such a hard question. It's very hard because I'm trying to decide if I want to give it to the my favorite designer or who deserves to be the goat. Okay. I would um, say who's your inspiration. I mean, you, you can do both if you want, both y'all. So, my favorite two designers, which so happen to be Virgos, I just guess I attract Virgo energy, is um, Stella McCartney and Carl Lagerfeld. I think. I knew she was gonna say Carl. You, you kind of almost gotta say Carl. Yeah, and I and before he died, um, I made a shirt that and has. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shirt, a picture I found on Google. It's Carl Lagerfeld and Anna Wintour, and she's giving the, fin- the the middle finger. And I called it F Socialite because at the time I felt like I had a whole bunch of just hating ass people around me. So I'm like, oh, that's how you feel. I'm gonna put it on the shirt then and make some money off of it. But <laughs> yeah, um, Carl Lagerfeld definitely. I mean, he's legendary. You know what I mean? Like the man was a genius in my in my opinion. And it's so funny because he actually didn't like Stella McCartney at all, and I loved them both. So. Um, and I think also, too, I would say, um, oh, Jesus Christ, Ellie Saab is my all-time favorite designer as well. And I look, I always look on his stuff, on his um, runway shows, on his IG to get inspiration. When it comes to, like, prom and bridal and stuff like that, his work and attention to detail is insane. I'm, like, obsessed with him, actually. Mm. So, you'll be upstairs. Yeah. Oh, love it. Then you like designs with Coco Chanel and some of that. Yep. Chanel, Fendi. Um, his own brand. Yeah, Jen had to send me some shoes last week at Macy's. They just got like a big ass sale, a one day sale. Mm-hmm. And it was some shoes. Uh, it, was, it was like four hundred and fifty dollars. It was from Carl They were forty bucks <laughs> for the sale, right? <laughs> but they had a picture of his face on the fucking side of it. It's not that time we can go around the white man's face. And see shoes. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to pass. Like, I thought they had some shit. Just bought them and you could have resold them. I thought they had some golf shoes or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know where his stock is right now. Because I'm this sorry, shit is like. I saw them in the light. This shit is like. I feel like once he died, his shit got real oversaturated as far as like pushing his product. Mm-hmm. And like, and people at Macy's, they don't even hold any value. Like, if your shit ended up in Macy's, you about to fall the fuck off. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> you ever make it to Macy's and you just cut it. Kohan, dead. Carl Lagerfeld, about to be dead. True Religion, been dead. Yeah. Like, you and Macy's, Sean John, only older 50 year old black Sean dude with Sean John. John. <laughs> it was hot uh, fun for a second, though. Yeah, yeah. Two, 1999. Yeah. Everybody was trying to get the little overall suit. Yeah, not the overall suit, and that was, that was like 97. Yeah. The exception so, of it. Yeah. So if you in Macy's, it's over for you. Damn. So if you like, unless you Ralph Lauren, that's it. That's Ralph, Ralph, Ralph and Tommy. It's the only nigga still holding it down in, I in still, Macy's. I still like them, yeah. He's my favorite designer, Ralph Lauren. All right, what about you, Ellie? Okay, Tinker Hatfield. Okay. Oh, of course. Okay, like I said, Nigo's pretty dope. Um... Shepherd Fairy of Obey. I actually wanted to be like him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like most of my heroes are a lot of like fine artists. So I love David Cho, Mary Carmi. Um, 
like I love painters, you know. So like, you know, I went to art school, so like that's like what I studied. Right. Um. So yeah, there's like for me, I always love to mix design and fine art. You know, like there has to be like a designer element with painters, but then like a painting element with designers. Like I, I love when there's like a mix. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> Touch your soul, man. Any questions? Oh, of course. <laughs> Got to. All right, so Jordan's? Ellen, we can't. You kind of touched on it earlier when you said yes. sometimes the kids DM you, you know, <laughs> asking you for advice and stuff. So, yes. uh, you know, before we wrap up, what would you, you know, I want to, I want to change that. that. That might be a little bit cliche. Okay. What would you tell your 15 year old self? <sighs> Don't stress too much. Because everything works out at the end. Um, well, for me personally, I had like crazy anxiety disorder, so I'm always freaking out about the, the future and stuff. Like, oh my god, like I really want to make it. But like, consistency is key. Like, if you work on something every single day, then it's something's gonna happen, you know. <laughs> also, network with people, find mentors. Those are very key. Um, that really helped me out. Find like a group that really um, helps you out and just cultivate your own intelligence and creativity. Love <laughs> really does wonders to a young person. Nice. Now we gotta edit it, not edit it, but we gotta alter it a little bit with you because you know you said you wanted to do psychology initially. So what would you tell yourself, you know, whatever age you may have been at that particular time, when you did say, I'm gonna dabble into this fashion. I was gonna say, I have to alter the question. Because it might not have been 15 for her. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, definitely not 15. Like, <laughs> attention to the details, brother. Details. No, so, I was going to pause. Start. Let the young ladies breathe. Maybe 20. Skinny shoes. Damn. What would I tell yeah, my. Son, my ass. Right, it's cool. You no, suck I, your ass. I said son. Son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the question, don't miss it. questions over here. <laughs> um, I would tell my 20 something year old self because I look back on those years of my life a lot and I tried well I've come a long way as far as like beating myself up about what I would have done and what I could have done da, da, da. I can't change it it's the past mm -hmm. so what I would have what I would tell my 25 year old self I would say um, like again I'm super spiritual and religious and all that stuff to combined. So I would say if you're going to pray and manifest about something, you really got to let it go and not worry about it. Mm. And trust the process. Mm -hmm. Number one. Number two, you can't rush um, uh, quality things, period. Whether that be a t-shirt, whether it be jeans or a custom-made bridal dress, whatever it is, you can't rush it. So you have to put time into it. Um, and then also, lastly, I would say to trust uh, your talent as well. Not only to trust, trust the process, but you got to trust your talent. Like, you know that this is like a God-given talent, then you got to take it places. You can't, like, take it for granted. And I think that's what I did in my 20s that I kind of beat myself up about. Like, I didn't trust it because I worked a job, and I felt like working a job, it, it, it just kind of like that safety net, you know what I mean? I'm not saying don't work a job and be an entrepreneur because you got to get some money to fund your business. But once you get there, 
don't get comfortable with a job. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said in the beginning, like I've made way more money. I quit my job. I used to work at Ted Baker, and I was a manager. And I quit my job, great benefits, and I'm like, I can't do this no more. I don't want to. I don't want to milk the system. I don't want to say I got injured and go on sick leave and get paid. Man, listen, I didn't have time. <laughs> I didn't have the mental fortitude anymore. I'm like, I gotta go right now. I don't care what I'm leaving behind I'm just gonna jump out on faith and then just trust it and I ain't fail yet fail F-E-L yes fail F-A-I yes fuck a job you get me entrepreneur bring me for another motherfucker let call another motherfucker daddy honestly that was some real shit that was some real shit like like that bro he was right that was some real shit that was some drop real these shit. boxes, nigga. No, it's, it's hard. It's, <laughs> it's hard. Let that process in them boxes, motherfucker. I'm listening that to shit live. Shit. My man say, working for another nigga, like call another nigga daddy. Uh-huh. Why you do that, man? Give <laughs> <laughs> me a box. Man, what we doing that shit? I got four yeah. hours to go. That nigga looked at me like, hey, Drew. You my job right now? Hey, he did look at me like, man, Drew. I'm like, eh. I'm like, how did that hit you, bro? Yeah. That there, I'm like, I'm in there like, yo. And comfort is the killer of creativity. Shirt coming on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's a collab. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that's a collab. <laughs> I got a sister. Right <laughs> right Make sure that's a collab. Right, so, uh, I'm my bad brother. I was, I was just it's in my cool. zone. You know what it's I'm cool. saying? So, but he did want to ask y'all a question. I don't even remember no moment. You just, you wanted to ask me if they had anything they asked. That's, that's fine. You I did? don't remember. I'm sorry. I'm hurt. Oh, don't, 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 don't be like that, Chug. Skinny shoes. Weird, because his name is Shug, actually. Yes. And he's skinny. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. Because you really didn't say anything, for real, this whole entire time. I mean, I let people rock. That's Drew. You gotta watch our podcast. That's Drew. Drew's coming in with something, you know. He like... <laughs> Put the medicine in the candy. Yeah, he... He pop in sometimes, yeah. you know. Okay, but I'm concerned. You listen, you listen to it. <laughs> are, are you in your feelings now? Because you didn't no. get a chance to ask your question? No. He like uh, what's that nigga say on uh that, that, that episode of Grab the Club? My OG Daniel. That's, that's the OG Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So while we go ahead and wrap this up, you know, ladies, can y'all let the people know um, where they can find you on social media if they don't know by now? Um, well, 
I am socialite. Not I'm socialite, not am socialite. I am socialite. So um, that is my name across the board. I am socialite.com. I am socialite on Facebook. I am socialite on Instagram. I've deleted my Twitter, so I kind of uh. regret that. But I was I am socialite on Twitter too, so. But yeah. You can always bring me. Or you can always Google me, Veronica mm-hmm. Ariel. Everything come up. Heavyweight? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. In business. Uh, Ellen, when is the uh, the iPhone Ellen collab coming out? No, I'm just <laughs> oh my God, I wish. Man. Speaking into existence. Well, where, can they, where can they find you at, Ellen? Yes, uh, you can find me at the Ellen Ma at Instagram, Hip Hop Happy Creatures at Instagram also for my own brand, and leaders, of course. <laughs> there you go. But I do got one quick question. Yes. Do y'all have a question to ask us? Wait, what? Do you all have a question to ask us? I do, but it might oh. go into another segment. So <laughs> I'll just ask it off the camera. Uh, okay. Hold on, Biden. Say, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, Rallo Jenkins, it's another one in the bag. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Moving, moves on, baby. Want to thank y'all for coming through. And thank thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. 85. 85. 85. 85. See, that's 85. where Drew okay. come in at. He, you know, he put the stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Drew, he's a numbers guy. <laughs> numbers guy for real. I really guessed that shit. I hope I'm right. Well, so we all? 85 or 86. No, it's 85. I don't know. This is 85. I really don't know. I'm asking for particular reasons. But wasn't it another girl? <laughs> no, this is 85. It was 85. Okay, it okay, was okay, another okay. girl on the picture when you um sent me on in the inbox. Yeah, she didn't show. It was his girl. No. The old, oh, the, uh, the picture you had made. Yeah. I wore her, her show. Uh, so shout out to Jeanette. Uh, Von Soul is her brand. So I wore this shirt. Oh, I think she follows me on IG. She probably do. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I told her, you know, who I was coming on the show. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to her. Yeah. All right, then. So this is uh, Chauvinist Pigs, episode 85. We about this thing. Wait, 85. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no.